0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of Healthy with Nutrition Mish, where we make eating healthy easy and uncomplicated, because that's how we like it. So, today's gonna be a great episode. We're gonna be talking about how to make working from home healthier, because when all of this madness first started, originally people were just kind of like, whatever, it's cold out, I'm wearing my sweatpants, I'm eating my feelings, quarantine 15, whatever. But I've been hearing about a lot of companies, you know, insurance companies and some people that work in New York City saying that, you know what? we don't really need you guys to come into the office. So you guys are going to be working from home till the end of the summer, till September, till the end of the year, even I've heard. So because this working at home thing might be happening a little bit longer than we maybe originally anticipated, I wanted to make sure that you guys had some great strategies so that you guys are still healthy while working from home because it's hard working from home. And it's so important that your habits are kind of in line with your overall goals for yourself, because you know, if this, if this isn't going away anytime soon and, you're gonna be working from home a little bit more, it's not harder, we just have to create some routines. So I'm gonna go over five strategies for you and I want you to implement some of them. And if you do, take a screenshot of this episode and upload it to our social media um, platform of choice and tag us in it and, and tell us which one you implemented and how it helped you. And I would love, love, love to hear that. So just make sure you're following us at NutrishMish on the Insta, on Facebook, on all those good platforms and uh, and tag me if you guys implement any of these strategies okay so strategy number one it's really difficult to eat well especially in the beginning if you have junk in your house and everybody's household culture is different with this I remember when I first started working in the field I had this woman and I was speaking to her and she was like everyone eats dessert every day and I was like no, not everyone does. Some people do, but not everyone does. And she she almost got angry with me. She's like, no, people eat dessert every day. Like, that's just what people do. You're a nutritionist. Like, you're not in touch with that kind of stuff. And she almost got, like, upset about it. And um, the next week she came back in and she's like, you know what? I have to apologize to you. I literally thought that eating dessert every day was kind of like something that everyone did. I didn't realize that was just something that I did in my household. Um, I asked some of my friends this week and they said that they didn't. And it kind of blew my mind so the culture of your household and maybe the culture that you were raised with you're used to a certain thing but having that stuff in the house you know definitely makes it harder i'm not saying don't have ice cream I'm not saying don't have chips i'm not saying don't have cookies but when it's in the house all the time you're kind of setting this precedent that it's okay to have all the time and sometimes people will say to me well i have other people living in my house and they can eat whatever they want nobody can eat whatever they want without health consequences. People might be able to eat whatever they want and not gain weight. Weight gain might not be a consequence that they face, but keep in mind that nutrition really is the tools that your body needs to make you the right way. So if you are eating you know, chips every single day and Doritos every single day and Oreos every single day, you know, and you're giving your your body that over time, you might not gain weight, but you could have high blood pressure, you could have high cholesterol, you could have diabetes, you could have any of those things. I'm not saying you definitely will, of course, but you know, the um, odds increase. So just because, you know, people can eat whatever they want and not gain weight doesn't mean that they should. And it doesn't for sure mean that there's not going to be any health repercussions from it. So having the stuff in the house on a regular basis is difficult because you know that it's there and you don't want anyone to hide it on you you know that it's there but having that stuff in the house and maybe taking this as an opportunity to change the culture of your house where if you guys want ice cream you go to Carvel or Ralph's or whatever and you get ice cream if you want um, chips you go to 7-eleven and you get a bag of chips you know um, not having it accessible all the time this is especially important too and it's a great opportunity too if you have kids and I'm gonna preface this with I do not have kids I'm sure it is way more challenging than I'm about to, than I'm about to present it as, but just something to kind of keep in mind is that, you know, if your kids grow up eating, you know, cookies every single day, there's no definitive moment in their adult life when they're like, oh, I don't like cookies every day anymore. Like you're always going to like them. It's just now you've been doing it and eating it for 20 years and now you have to change it and then they blame you. So my first suggestion is try to change the culture of your house where you have your everyday foods, your healthy foods. And then you, if it's a party, it's appropriate to have it in the house. If you guys are, you know, celebrating something, it's appropriate to have it in the house. Otherwise I would try to maybe save it for, you know, special occasions or or actually go out for something that way. It's not part of the house culture. It makes it much easier. Now, if that's not an option for whatever reason, and there is stuff in the house, the best thing you can do is plan out when you're going to allow yourself to have it because if you listen to this podcast or anything that i've said ever you'll know that i know for a fact you don't have to eat perfectly in order to lose weight and see results and be healthy but you know you want to eat well most of the time so if you have let's say oreos in the house and they're like haunting you from your fridge and you hear them calling your name or whatever um instead of being like don't have it don't have it don't have it and then before you know it your face is in the oreos or having someone hide it on you and then, like, you still know it's there and that's annoying. Say to yourself, you know what? I'm gonna have Oreos on Friday and Wednesday. And, like, those are your days to have Oreos. And it might take some practice to, like, you know, get the discipline together to do it, but it's much easier to do that than tell yourself, like, oh, I can't have it. Because the second you feel like you can't have something, you're gonna want it. So, work on shifting the culture of your house to either not having junk in your house on, the re- on a regular basis, but still go out for it when it's appropriate, of course. Um, or if that's not an option, Take inventory of what's in your house that you actually really want and plan out when you're going to allow yourself to have it and just make it maybe less than your body is used to currently. And that's a really good, solid uh, strategy that I've seen work in thousands of people. So that's that's one thing that you can do. So that's, that's number one is, is dealing with the junk and dealing with the stuff in the house. Number two is try to schedule in activity. I've been having a difficult time because um, the gyms have been closed, right? So. I'm lucky enough where I have a gym right downstairs in my apartment complex. I also even belong to a gym, but you know, that's been a little bit challenging. And at first, you know, the novelty of doing stuff at home was kind of fun. Now novelty's kind of worn off. So, but but you still want to schedule in some activity. Sometimes it's, it's tough to do that, but even if it's like going for a walk or, you know, going for maybe a run if you're so inclined or, you know, there's so many free streaming services now and there's so many really great apps you can download. Um, but, but it's important to kind of know the time that it's going to happen and, and schedule that out for yourself and just make it like a non-negotiable part of your day. It's not a part of your day. Um, because you know, only if you get all of your work done and it's not a part of your day, if you have time, it's gotta be like a mandatory part of your day. Otherwise it'll never happen. The other way you can do this is just incorporate like being more active and more physical, like with stuff that you're already doing. So for example, there's nothing wrong with taking a set of dumbbells and putting them by your couch and while you're watching tv you just randomly do you know dumbbell curls or you randomly do crunches during commercials or while you're you know brushing your teeth you do squats i listened to this podcast recently and i forget what podcast it was but it wasn't nutrition related and the guy it was two guys and one guy was saying to the other guy you know my wife started doing squats while she's making her protein shake in the morning and i noticed that her ass has gotten really nice and it looks really great so there's two things to unpack from that, that situation. One is that the guy noticed, for a guy to notice a change like that, you know it was real. And the second thing to take away from that is how long is this one blending her shake for? Like maybe 30 seconds tops. So from her doing 30 seconds of squats every day, her husband has noticed a change in her body. So it might not even have to be something where you clear your schedule and say, okay, this half hour I'm exercising right now. If it makes more sense, build little things off of the stuff that you're already doing, like making a shake, brushing your teeth, watching commercials, whatever it is. And just say, okay, every time this happens, I'm going to do this type of uh, activity or this type of exercise. And just a way to incorporate it in. But you want your, your home self to you know be active and fit um, just as much as your non-home self. So just to recap, number one, try not to have junk in the house. And if you do, make sure at least you have a plan for it. Number two, try to schedule inactivity either by like kind of blocking out a non-negotiable chunk of time and knowing exactly what you're going to do when you do it, or just kind of like finding different ways to maintain um, you know being active during the week. Either one will work. All right. Number three is to create routines. Now, my teachers, for example, always used to struggle in the summer because you go from having like your lunch break and your prep period and all these like cues to kind of like build stuff off of. And then you go from that to like nothing. So we're all kind of in a weird way, experiencing like, okay, we don't have any real structure to our day. So you need to kind of incorporate that in. Now from a meal point of view, uh, lunch is the X factor there. Because breakfast, you'll probably wake up, you'll eat no matter what. Dinner, you'll probably eat no matter what. Lunch can either like, you might forget it, you might work through it, you might realize too late and then you're starving, or you might eat it too early and then you're starving by dinner. So knowing what and when you're, you're doing lunch is probably a really key part in, in creating a routine. So. I'd say if if you're gonna schedule any kind of routine out, lunch would be the one thing I would try to schedule and see if it helps, I think it will. The other thing I've been noticing is people aren't um, getting enough water in, Um, people have a routine for their water intake it seems like in the office but at home it seems to be a little bit more of a struggle which I think it should be easier because you have the water right there you're right next to the bathroom most likely so it, I think it should be easier but it's just a matter of creating a routine for yourself uh sometimes it's as silly as you have this really great cup with a straw at work and you don't have that at home uh that was my thing I I for some reason know I need a straw and I know I need to be about 32 ounces and for some reason I had a 24 ounce bottle and no straw and it wasn't happening and one easy kind of way to schedule this for yourself just as for example so if you have a 24 ounce bottle which is like the size of most well bottles you want to try to get three of those a day so if you say all right i'm gonna do one bottle from lunch to dinner i'm I'm sorry from uh cheese from breakfast to lunch i'm gonna do one bottle from lunch to dinner and then i have to do one bottle from dinner to bed easy way of doing it. Um, that's just one idea. But you want to make sure that you're you're tracking your water, you're getting enough of it. If you don't get enough water in your life, there's a million health consequences from it. The one that you'll notice the most is you'll feel exhausted. And the reason is, is because when you drink water, right, your body's made of mostly water. So when you're hydrated, your red blood cells are nice and big and plump, and they can bring oxygen to your brain. And that's what makes you feel awake, right? If you have these weak little shriveled up red blood cells because they're dehydrated and shrivelly, and shrivel is a word and uh they aren't able to carry red blood cells or the quantity of red blood cells around you're going to feel exhausted and then what you're going to do is you're going to probably go for coffee and that's going to dehydrate you more so and it's not going to fix the problem so uh make sure you're you're creating schedules routines for yourself um when is your workout going to be when are you having your water when are you having lunch are your meals kind of mapped out Which brings us to number four, have your meals planned for the week. What I do every week, and if I don't do this, it doesn't work, I have a little post-it note and I write breakfast and I write whatever my breakfasts are gonna be for the week. I write lunch and I pick one lunch thing for the week and then I write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then every day I write what the dinner's gonna be. Does that plan work out perfectly every week? Not one time. Not one time, but at least I have the stuff, at least I kind of have a general idea and if I want to like have Monday's dinner on Tuesday or Tuesday's dinner Wednesday, I can do that. But at least I don't have to think about it because you guys have so many responsibilities right now. You guys have kids home, you guys are homeschooling, you guys have spouses home, like it's a lot right now. And you don't want to have to think about this once the week starts. Nobody wants to deal with what are we doing for dinner tonight at like five o'clock after you just worked a whole day. So have all of this kind of stuff planned out, you'll know you'll have this stuff in the house, and then if you have to execute without thinking about it, it makes life so much easier. So make sure that you have your meals more or less planned out for the week. It'll make it so much simpler. Um, number five, careful of getting into habits like drinking wine every night or things like that, because... They're so easy to get into and then they're so hard to get out of. So I know a lot of people, you know, when they're done, you know, with their five o'clock Zoom calls or whatever, they kind of like trot over to the the bar counter area and they'll pour a glass of wine or they'll make a drink for themselves. This could be a really dangerous habit to get into because it's a really challenging one to break. So to not even get into that habit altogether is huge. I would maybe try to like save it for the weekends, but if you're kind of making that your routine every single day, If we're talking about wine, just for example, and we'll do a whole alcohol one probably next week, so pay attention for that. If you're talking about a glass of wine, like, and nobody pours a five ounce pour, people pour closer to eight, Ounces or more. If you're doing like an eight-ounce pour of wine, which is probably closer to what you're doing, if not more, it's gonna run you like somewhere between 150 to 200 calories. So if you're doing that and just one glass alone every night, which we know one can easily turn to two, and two can turn to three, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you know, but just taking that one in, that's an extra potentially 1,400 calories a week that you could be consuming. So I don't mind a glass of wine for sure, but to get in that habit every single night, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky and especially with that because you're making the cue what triggers it that you're done with work. So if you're done with work and then you automatically go for the wine right after work, you're going to be subjected to that habit five times a week. That's a really quick way to build a habit. So maybe save it for your Friday thing, maybe have like a spritzer or something if that's like an easier segue for you, but just be careful with getting into habits that are going to be very difficult to break given that this is going to be going on for a little bit longer than a month or two if you are working from home for longer than a month or two. All right. So let's recap. Number one, try not to have junk in the house. And if you do at least have a plan for it, it doesn't mean you you can't have the junk, but just go out for it. Go out for ice cream, go out for the chips, go out for that kind of stuff. If it's in the house, if it's easily accessible, it's just too simple. And um, again, it's a good thing to kind of teach your kids if you have younger kids at home that these are everyday foods, these are party foods or once in a while foods. And like that's a very nice way for them to kind of like have an understanding and relationship with food. Number two, make sure you schedule an activity, either by like a non-negotiable chunk of time or just little kind of tiny ways to be active throughout the day, like doing crunches during commercials or showering while you're brushing, or or, um, crunches while you're brushing your teeth and things like that. Number three, try to create routines for the areas that you might be lacking in. My two suggestions were water and lunch. Make sure those two things are happening. Number four, make sure you're planning out your meals for the week. Nobody wants to do what somebody's saying, What are we doing for dinner at like 5 p.m.? That's annoying. You don't want that. <laughs> and number five, be careful of getting into habits like drinking wine every night or things that you know might be a little bit tougher to break since this will be going on a little bit longer, maybe for you than we thought. So Those are my five little things that will make working from home healthier. Um, I might do a part two to this. So if you do want a part two, leave me a little comment, let me know. If you have watched this podcast, if you got something out of it, if you're going to incorporate these tips, take a screenshot of it and tag me on any social media platform. I'd love to see how it's helping and what you're doing. And lastly, next week, we're going to be diving into alcohol. So you're going to know the alcohol how how alcohol works in how to drink and not make it make you gain weight um the best drinks to have the worst ones to have we're going to cover it on next week so make sure you check back for that and uh, i hope you guys have a nice healthy week all right i can't wait till next week chat with you soon bye